get lit, get lit, get lit, get lit, bump, 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 get lit, bump, 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 Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get Literature. Get lit. I am Daniel. I am Joe. And together, we are the, the Brothers Hollis. Ho- oh. <laughs> the Brothers Hollis. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a good one, yeah, right? You know, there's Brothers Grimm, and is there another Brothers something? Probably. Bro- oh, Brothers Karamazov. Was, yeah. You know, so Brothers Hollis. It was much more fashionable back, fashionable back then, you know? Now it probably seems more off-putting. But... <laughs> so, like we said, welcome back to Get Lit. And it, this is episode number two, but if... For those of you that this is number one for you guys or the first episode, then you get lit is about us, the bros, just (laughs) who read books. And then we talk about those books and talk about those books adaptations, if there is any, Mm -hmm. while we smoke and drink at the same time. Yep. We read, we smoke, we watch, we smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I I still need to figure out something. Yeah, I think we'll get to that. I think we can't really add drinking because that makes us sound like alcoholics, I think. Yeah, yeah. Smoking's fine, but a pothead's fine, but I don't want to be look like an alcoholic. (laughs) Even though, yeah, we're probably drinking every time. (laughs) Every time we'll be drinking. I'm at least having a, you know, fine glass of scotch every time, you know. I think it fits with the setting. I'm having a scotch and I have to take it slow because I'm not trying to do uh, this podcast, um, too fucked up. A real man holds his liquor. <laughs> that yeah, and I'm gonna be a real man and sip on it. <laughs> I'm gonna sip on this drink. Okay. Uh, so this episode number the, two, episode two, is about the man who folded himself Dos. by David Gerald. Yes, David Gerald, the man who folded himself. This is the back of it. I'm gonna read it from the Ban Bella edition. The man who folded himself. The 20th century. I return to was different alien that wait is this just the oh this is just what the fuck it's just a passage in the book it says from man who folded himself you just uh, noticed this now yeah i didn't yeah <laughs> what the heck that's stupid i don't want to go i don't want to just read a passage of it There's are no... we kind of don't we do that anyways in the ep- these episodes we do like, but no of course but i want to give him a basic <laughs> understanding of oh wow okay so uh, I'm just gonna go on to the Amazon description of it. Uh, okay, that that will be more fitting. If because that... why? Uh, I don't know. Why would that? I I don't know. I don't like the passages. I, we're gonna read patches passages in the book, of course. But yeah, I want to summarize to our listeners what it's about. Here we go. The classic work of science fiction is widely considered to be the ultimate time travel novel. When Daniel Ekins inherits a time machine. He soon realizes that he has an enormous power to shape the course of history. He can foil terrorists, prevent assassinations, or just make some fast money at the racetracks. And if he doesn't like the results of the change, he can simply go back in time and talk himself out of making it. But Dan soon finds out there's limits to his powers and forces beyond his control. 
Corny, but up to the Corny, point. but very fitting for what this is. Because yeah. this came out in, what, 72? Oh, yeah. We should bring that up. It comes out in 72, but and there's two versions of this. I, 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 oh, yeah, because when it originally came out, there are some passages that you don't see in the version that we read. Yeah, there's a 70s version, and then he updates it for a modern audience, which I honestly don't mind. It kind of fits. Yeah, yeah, it's not so bad. Even though I kind of would, like, if I was at a bookstore, you know, like Last Bookstore in L.A. or, like, somewhere like that, I would like to find the old one. Yeah. Just to have, because I... I'm a person who finds, like, just excluding shit unnecessary, you know? like It's not even excluding it. He just kind of changed it. I'll try to... Throughout, I'm not... Don't... I'm not going to tell you every change between these two... Uh, the the two editions, but I will point out differences. Throughout. Like notable differences. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I did write some in the notes. And I think on that note, should we get started? Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm done. I don't think I have anything else to say. Folding time. So, do you have a quote to start with this? I do. Life is full of little surprises. Time travel is full of big ones. <laughs> yes, that is a pretty big one. So, we're going to start off, like, kind of page for page for this. Oh, to start out, though, do you have the original date on where it, when you read this? Um, uh, Like, when I first read this? Yeah, when you first read this book. Because we've read this book, e- each one of us. Yeah, this once. was our second time rereading yeah. this. Second um, episode, second time. Yeah. Uh, I probably have it written down, like, in my little notebook, but I don't remember it offhand. I have the end date. That's how long ago. I don't have the (laughs) starting date, but I ended on 7-6-14. I felt like it was probably around that time, maybe a year after. It was probably that year, because I read it immediately after you did, because you told me it was so good, so I had to read it. Yeah, so 2014, 2015. Yeah, this book swept me. I really... Really enjoyed it. Really fascinating work of science fiction. So it starts off with, in the box was a belt. Any manuscript. That's one of the first quotes. Well, actually, hold on. The old 73 version has an epigraph. Oh, yeah. It has a full epigraph. From Robert Burns' uh, To Louise stanza um, 8. It it has the old, like, English translation of it. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to say the... Um, modern English, the modern English one, yeah. Hold on. Yeah, because it isn't it like in a German text, or no, it is an old English text, right? <laughs> it's yeah, some German or old because it says, "Oh, wad some power, the gifty gee us," something like that. But it says, "Oh, would some power give us the gift to see ourselves as others see us? It would, from many a blunder, free us a foolish notion. What airs and dressed in gate would leave us even devotion and even devotion." So, I don't know. He took it out, I guess, because, I don't know, you could probably think it's pretentious. But... I guess, in a way. Like it's... I can see like... an older man reflecting upon his book and be like, why did I put that? I, mean, I like it, though. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see like why it would matter. You put it in there originally, so like whatever. I think it gives you already a kind of tell of what this time travel book is going to be, though. Yeah. Because at the start, so the main character, name's Daniel Eakins, um, his uncle Jim comes to him, and I guess he looks, you know, kind of frail from the last time he saw him, you know, because Uncle Jim's been around his whole life. Something interesting Uncle Jim says to him when he first sees him, um, he's like, when he, 
like asks for his age and yeah. in the original 70s it was a Daniel Eakins is 18 mm-hmm. but in the version we read he's 21 so yeah, exactly um Jim Uncle Jim says I was afraid I was too early you look so young when but then he stopped yeah. and that got me really interested it's like foreshadowing yeah. <laughs> um so that kind of surprises him so he comes so he gets a visit from his uncle Jim yeah, that yeah, that yeah. And so um he gives him a uh a thousand a week uh like basically a thousand a week to keep his nose clean. Quote. Yeah, that kind of comes up in the next couple of pages, 2 and 3. Um Oh, really? Jim, I I skipped ahead. What happened? What? No, no, no. Oh, like okay. what you're talking about T uh, talks about like in in the pages like that we're on is like um he tells Danny oh, yeah. that like he's worth um, a lot of money. Yeah, he asks how much that. money, and it's a hundred and forty-three million dollars worth. He's worth that much money. Like, like somehow, like Jim must have done something to make Dan worth that much money. And so Dan was, cause he Jim has always given him an allowance, but now he tells him that he's going to give him an even bigger allowance, like a thousand extra. And in exchange, he needs to keep a diary. You know, keep it a log of. Whatever he does, you know, just anything. And he and said he no one can read or write in it but Danny. And this is a quote I have for it. Don't play any games, Danny. Be truthful in your diary. If you're not, you'll only cheat yourself. Put down everything everything that seems important to you. I think he reiterated that or I wrote it twice. But everything that seems important to you. Um, when Danny asks... Why do all this? Like, why? <laughs> like, why? why? He, he's kind of vague about it. Just he's, like, you know, like, you'll know soon enough. Yeah, he says, like, you'll find out when you write it. As usual, he was right. Yeah, he was right. So, in the coming weeks, you know, like, so in the coming pages, Danny, of course, gets spends a lot of money because he thinks he's worth that much money. So, he starts spending it a lot and gets all this stuff. He travels a lot. Um... And well, he starts going to school less and less, too, because he's in school at this time. Yeah, he's schooling, but starts dropping out because he realizes it's unnecessary. He can just pay for all this sh- education, you know, all this other shit. And he feels kind of alienated from his classmates because when you have that much money and they don't. Yeah, they they can't relate to your luxurious style at all. Yeah, you know? and you can't just pay for them every single time. like. And he doesn't know why Jim is doing this. He's probably he thinks he's teaching him like the value of money or something like that. You know, yeah, because yeah, he or starts like, kind of feeling it. Like, like he probably thinks like you know, like this is the whole experience. Because I know what it's like to have so much money, but to have this much money, you know, this is a huge different experience. So is he trying to teach me something? You know, and then out of nowhere, unexpectedly, Uncle Jim dies. Yep. So Danny gets the news from it's one of his lawyers, right? From yeah. Briggs and Bronx, wh- whatever the fuck its name is. Yeah, whatever. He tells him that um his uncle's dead and he wants to make some funeral arrangements. And but you know, Danny's really confused about this and um Well, uh, yeah, this is all up, but he asked him about the 143 million. Yeah, he does. He asks him about that and the lawyers just like well, like he no. doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, like he doesn't. He's like, um, uh, you only, he only, you had only about have like six grand. Yeah, you have like basically less than six grand left. You know, not even that much. Um, when they, there, he's at the funeral though. He looks at Jim, and he looks way more frail than he did. Like, oh, he looks yeah. way more older and older. I mean, that's kind of weird because he only saw him like, what was it? Like a few weeks ago? Yeah, 
Yeah, he just comes out of blue. And even then he said he kind of looked older, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, I seem to recall that too. I like it because uh, I just brought, I just have it in my note, Dan, Danny Ekins. Like, Ekins. Ekins. Oh, Ekins. Is it Ekins or, I'm, I said Ekins just because the. It is probably Ekins for sure, but dog, Ekins. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's what's he say? Uh, how does he say? Again. Yeah. <laughs> Again. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Oh That's my pretty God. damn funny. Um, so, <laughs> it's, so, he realizes that, yeah, like, where were we? um, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, so it says, uh, although Uncle Jim did leave a box, he, uh, he requested it to only be opened by Danny. So he, other than the six thousand, this box is what he was really mostly wanted to give to Danny, and in this box was a black leather belt with yeah. a stainless steel plate for a buckle. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, because he leaves behind a lot. He has like a whole trust fund set up for him. Uncle Jim did, but Danny doesn't really want any of it. You know, he's still like kind of shocked and like still kind of a little mad at the same time. But then one yeah, of yeah, because he thinks he lied to him, you know, like yeah, thinks he or at lied. least he's senile or something, like, senile or some shit. To think like he that. had that much money, like he felt yeah, like because like the lawyer says that like he was poor, you know, Jim was really poor, didn't have much a money fixed on income him. here. And then so yeah, he gets a he gets a parcel. Uh, that's one of the what things that Uncle Jim left behind, mm-hmm. and it is the belt that has a little. Um, a black leather belt with a stainless steel plate for a buckle. Yeah, the stainless steel plate, and it has these like rows of numbers and like mm-hmm. columns that like specify dates and like it there's has a little screen on it. There's little buttons on the corners too, and little buttons on the side as well. Like, and there's already a preset date in it too. Uh, it says March sixteenth, uh, nineteen seventy-five. Yeah, the last yeah. day Danny saw Uncle Jim. Uh, but it's actually. Not that day, sorry. I, I used the notes in the PDF file of the 1973 version. Yeah, I just yeah. realized. So what was the last day, do you remember? Um, I think it's it, the same. I think it's the same date, date but, actually. But I not didn't... the year, though. The year's probably 80-something. It's something along that, yeah, 80-something. Ah, oh, yeah, I have the book right here. But, um... So he looks at it and sees that there's a paper with instructions in it, and, um... Yeah, he sees that, uh, um... Uh, it, it says the on closer inspection, the belt has time belt, temporal transport device written on it. He then finds instructions on the back of the buckle. Yeah, there's a whole table then, of content showing like so much different shit, like um, like about time skip, time jump, and like entropy awareness. Like it's a lot of shit he doesn't really know at first. So he starts to read a little bit and like. He starts to understand, like, it's kind of hard, for me, it was hard to understand the panel a little bit, like, um, even looking at the model, I still get a little confused at, like, yeah. which one represents the date and, like, the button, like, what it does. I think it's like, just the picture that's kind of confusing, because, um, like, he can skip forward in time. Well, yeah, I have, like, a, I written, and I'm not going to read it all, but we can, we can just go into it a little bit, but, like, the belt info said the... The readout panel was easy enough to understand. The top rows of the numbers was the time now. The second row was the distance you wished to travel away from it, either forward or back. And the third row was the moment to which you were traveling. Your tar- your target? Oh, the moment you're traveling, your target. The fourth row was the moment of your last jump. And this is not just like a thing where you can use it where you just jump. You can just jump to the future and back. But uh, I, another big aspect of it is... Um, 
is that you can uh, time skim so you can actually like – Yeah, there's a time skip and a stop function. So it's like you can like view events without actually being exactly involved in it. Like you kind of just view it like a movie. Yes. Or you can like actually be directly involved in it. Um, And you can time stop too so you can stop time. And stop it and like fix little things and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So the so if you were to jump back into um, a place that that was kind of dangerous or something, you can get reoriented with yourself afterwards. Yeah. Um, so Danny kind of gives it a shot. So he sets it for like you know twenty minutes into the future, and yeah. mm-hmm. what happens is there goes like a little. There's like a little pop. Yeah, there's a little. And it's – what do they call it? Like the jump for, jump shock? A time shock. Yeah, a time shock, jump shock. Yeah, yeah. jump shock. It's, yeah, it happens and like that, that and probably just feels like super fast. Like This is what I have uh, as the feeling of the, the pop um, and the feeling you get when you time travel. This like shock every time I jump. Uh, it had something to do with the forcing the air out of the space you were materializing in. It wasn't bad though. I just hadn't been expecting it. It was like scuffing your shoes on a rug and then touching metal. That kind of shock, but all over your whole body at once. Which is a, a yeah, very interesting like, description. Yeah, that sounds so oof. Like, yeah. It's a weird kind of feeling. And like, prick. yeah. You would think kind of like jumping back and forth or kind of going through that, like, that will do something to your body once in a while, doesn't it? Like, that's what I always thought time traveling, like any sort of speed for that would be in possible for humans unless we develop something that made our bodies immune to like that amount of force to go through that much speed yeah well yeah he doesn't really go to science of it uh this wouldn't be considered hard science because i guess hard science would sit there and tell you every little intricate detail on how time travel works where this is just kind of like using as like a forefront for to drive the narrative yeah so i feel like in a sense like yeah, it's like he's move. He's jumping into a space, materialize into a space that has nothing there. Like right now, we occupy space with like we're we're in a place right now, and the surroundings is you know uh, taking part of it. So when I just jump into somewhere that I haven't walked into, just materialize there, your body has to take a couple seconds to like get Adjusted air in your body. That, yeah. You know, like yeah, you like all like your tissues, your bones yeah. like even probably your eyesight and your hearing like any of stuff like that so he tests this out and then he goes back to like regular time and that's when he runs into himself and yes. yeah like another just him you know it's just him again um and yeah so, he sees a very familiar <laughs> face sees a very familiar face yeah the very familiar indeed and so and i want to say when Usually, when we're referring to a future Danny, it's going to be called Dawn. Yes, exactly. So, well, that's what they discuss is um, because they want to go to the races and, you know, make some money. But going out, both of them at the same time. So he's like, well, I can just be your twin brother named Dawn. And, you know, so. Oh, yeah, that goes back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. um, Yeah, he tells. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, That's their old little kind of. uh, Um little setup they do to you know tell people that obviously are close with danny like why do you have a random twin you know uh so yeah um yeah that (laughs) doesn't there like a neighbor who sees them yeah Yeah. so they travel back to before the races start and they run into daniel's neighbor mrs peterson 
And, you know, Don plays along with it better. Like, oh, you know, I'm his twin brother, you know, we just came down to L.A. You but know, he knows it's a game. dream, like a kind of like a dream to be twins. Like he always wanted to have a twin and he's. Yeah, Danny kind of likes, Dan kind of likes that. He like, because he has always wanted this feeling of having a brother. And this is obviously him. So he knows that, hey, like, I know you like this, uh, this pretending to be twins. And I, I wrote down right now, uh, Danny, when he says the touch of his hand was strange. Is that what I feel like? I always thought that was interesting, like to have somebody touch me or I touch, you know, like well, for have to, me to touch me, like yeah, to have just like yeah, your myself touch me, yeah. Like, it's do I have soft skin. Do I am I ashy? Am I you know? Like, I what's don't it know. Feel like? like I always wondered, like, like, how do I feel like? I feel you doughy. Know? I feel like they'll touch me and I'm doughy. <laughs> I know, I don't know. I I feel like I'd be hairy. I feel like I'm hairy as shit. You hairy guy. You <laughs> have do. Yeah. So, so uh, they go to the races, and you know Don's kind of playing, like kind of playing it all out. He's like the head guy, you know, finding the parking space, getting up into the VIP like private booth, and the whole time he's got a newspaper with him, trying to figure out the whole and, bets and everything like that. And uh, this whole time, the Danny POV Danny, um, you know, will refer to, you know. Uh, point of view Danny right now uh he's kind of uh, unsure of himself with this whole thing he doesn't like that uh um he's not that, that he doesn't like he's just like d- future Danny had to almost reassure him be like yeah uh, that yeah everything's Dawn okay. had to like reassure him it was like so weird for him but he had to like like it's just such a weird experience and he's like totally f- like he doesn't know how to think about it well at the same time though he realizes that like this is what I'm going to be doing. I so I have to learn from this experience. Yeah, so that's true. I'm going to be have to doing all of this, so I have to make sure I do it right or something like that, or see and what he does. I have a little. I have a little part right here. Um. Uh, he goes. Uh, he was looking at him and kind of uh, staring at him and just you know wondering what why he's acting the way he is because he's acting almost kind of like overconfident. Yeah. Not even overconfident. It's like almost arrogant. It's a confidence that he mistaked that arrogance at the start. Yeah. And um, future Danny, you know, Don set, turns around to him and says, uh, relax. He turned to me and looked straight in the eye. I know what you're going through. I went through it too. The way to do this, at least I think so, is the first time you go through something, just watch. The second time, you know what's going to happen. That's where the all air. That's where the arrogance comes from. Only it is an arrogance. It's confidence. Yeah, exactly. He's just confident, like because, you know, obviously he's seen it happen. Don had seen it as Danny, and now he's mm. doing it as Don. And so with Dan- the belt, the fear of uncertainty is gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, to the horse races, like you were saying, um, the horse races. You know, he's telling him where to bet, who to bet on, how much money to put on, and you know they're drinking men juleps and drinking at the time. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I kind of glanced over this part of my notes. Really, um, I didn't glance that much. I just know that I have right here that they were when Danny wants to make more than uh, yeah, because he they get up to like fifty over fifty thousand. He wants to do more, but it's like they're starting to get eyes on them, so they don't want to be too big, so they leave immediately. Yeah, there are better ways to make millions of dollars, quieter yeah. ways, more discreet. Yeah, and so they have a check and. Don shows Danny that he has the same check, too. You know, very identical, the numbers and everything. Yeah, two checks. Why don't we cash them both? Don looked at me. We can't. Think about it. If you cash yours, how do I get it back so I can cash it? 
He was right, of course. I wanted to hit myself for being so stupid. It was the same check. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they had to keep the process going. Um, so they go to a restaurant. Yeah, they go to dinner, celebrate their riches. And, and uh, during the whole time, they're starting like late, like more and more into it. They start getting into each other more, like really admire each other's presence and like start giving each other love. Yeah, this part I really like is that. Uh, he like they go to dinner obviously to celebrate and uh he's trying to get used to sharing his life with somebody and uh he thought the whole time this time adventure like this time travel adventure is going to be a solo one you know he like the <laughs> cliche time travel uh, stories um but at dinner don explains his comfortability and why they don't have to be alone and why it's okay you feel uncomfortable right now but you'll get better um he go I, I, Danny says, I can't get used to this, I, I said. I mean, I thought I'd be doing all this alone. I didn't realize that, you were, that you'd be here. But why shouldn't? Sorry, but why should you have been alone? He started to answer my question before I finish asking it. You'll never have to be alone again. You'll always have me. I'll always have you. It makes more sense this way. I don't like being alone either. This way I can share the things I like with somebody I know likes them too. I don't have to try to impress you. You don't have to try to impress me. That's... The, there's perfect understanding between us. There'll never be any of those destructive little head games that people play on each other because there can't be. I like me, Danny. That's why I like you. You feel the same way. You'll see, you'll feel the same way. You'll see, and I'll guarantee there are no two people in this world who understand each other as well as we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this reassures Danny, and he starts to really, you know. This Don is everything he wants to be, you know, and so he starts feeling safer and, like, starts feeling more comfortable with himself, at least, because this is who he's going to be. This is who he is, you know, like. <clears throat> yeah, he's comfortable with the candor he just kind of spoke right now, you know. Exactly. So they part ways at the night, of course. Um, and this is an interesting part that, like, like. Well, Dan, they end the night drunk and happy, right? Like They end the night drunk and happy, but they, like. End up switching clothes, and so, like, Dan loses, like, his sweater, like, one of his sweaters or something, but he gains another pair of, like, a jacket or, like, blue jeans or some shit like that. Are you talking about, like, the next day when he is starting to be Don? He, or are you talking about he loses something? Um, I'm t it's, a, a, it's a little bit after they part ways, he kind of realizes that, like, he kind of notices it. Like, he sees that, um, he sees that some of his clothes are missing, but he has kind of doubled the same stuff or something like that. No, I think that's later. Um, this time, he, it's just that he's, it's, he's going to be playing Don, the role of Don, and, uh, um, so he, he decides to wear different clothes than he did before, uh, um, going to back to see if the duplicates he is wearing like he's gonna see if they created duplicates of if he wears different clothes. Um, it's well, kind of like I don't... yeah. Well, that's what he does in the next day. Well, that's why. Well, here's the thing: is that's why the next day when he, when the Dan like the other Dan appears, um, and he like wears the different clothes other than what Don wore. Is because he wanted to test out that little theory because when he noticed, because it's a weird process, because like they changed clothes at some point and then Don took his clothes, but then like 
<clears throat> yeah, I wonder if I wrote that down. But How then weird. he notices he has Don's other clothes, so like a new pair of clothes. And then later on the next chapters, or later on the next page, he's um, getting readier, like for the Dan to appear, air quotes Dan to appear, and he he tests out this little theory he has that like, will they make duplicates or like. What happens if I make this subtle little change or something like wear different well, clothes? Like yeah, because there's I one where he wears slacks and there's one where he wears sweater, right? Like yeah, slacks and sweaters because he wants to see if he still has a sort of free will in like while using the time belt. Like does he have to follow exactly like what the other Don did or could he still? like kind of do his own yeah thing. and he doesn't know if like it's being eliminated or if he's if it's being ceasing to exist at all like he yeah i know what you mean he starts worrying about the paradox of the whole thing and uh yeah that whole time he wonders because there's two checks because they basically relive the whole day like that's the whole thing is that he just relives the same exact day that he just had um but it, it just playing a different role the pov is and, that, and he understands where the confidence comes from he understands where um, you know, uh, um, that Don had before he understands where, you know, that just basically what to do, you know? And, yeah. uh, but he plays things a little bit different. Like you said, uh, they, uh, they, uh, they, I think, yeah, just like you said, they got two checks. Uh, they, um, they, um, uh, what do they do? Um, um, well, well yeah. that's the whole thing is that he decides to give his fake check for the first time and this uh uh and then this when this Danny when he becomes Don he would wear different uh like okay so it's like so yeah this Danny so, he's trying to get like the idea of this whole paradox that is happening like and um so he decides to give the fake check f for the first time to this Danny and when Danny becomes Don he would wear different clothes which would match Danny what he wore for the first time I don't know. I'm it's so I'm weird, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. Right? It's it's confusing. I feel it's like we're so... just confusing people, and I, we should skip over it. Yeah. So, anyways, this time they go to the races. Fresh. This time, yeah. Dan is Dawn, and like the other yeah, like, that's the what new I Dan coming in, and this time he gives him more money because like the first time like um, Dawn gave Danny uh, like a hundred dollars. This time he gives um, the new Danny a. $200 and so he's upping the bet this that's time. That's what I'm saying. He's changing little things. Like he's trying to like figure out what he can get away with and what yeah. he can't get away with. Isn't this when like another Don comes to him and shows him the paper that like tells him like that shows that? No, I think that's one? later. Is that later? Yeah, I think that's later. Um, so they, this way, I just want to skip to when they go to the restaurant. Um, it, and it's like where before he was uncomfortable, now he's looking at him and how this Danny is probably uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And I have a quote that says, uh, it was at the restaurant that I began to realize what Don had meant the night before and why he had said what he said or what he did. Danny looked so innocent, so unprotected. He needed someone, and I could be that someone. I was that someone. <laughs> I knew Danny better than anyone. He was my little brother. I could watch out for him, and that would make him feel as secure as I felt. Yeah, so now he's starting to have the big brother feeling that probably Don felt when he was with him. Yeah, exactly. Like He's like, when my big brother was Don, he says, he said, I want to make him feel secure as I felt when my big brother Don was around. It was a strange feeling, exciting. When the other Dan shows the real Dan as Don, um, 
the his check, he notices that their checks are not well. Yeah, the real Dan notices that the checks they have are not identical. Yeah, that's and, what I was saying. He yeah, it's a they're different, right? Like I was saying that. Uh, yeah, they're different because he changed those paths a little bit. Even though it's the same amount, it's different numbers. So he's wondering if that like is a paradox theory or is that just like him like setting up a different like timeline now so is he a different dawn or like or yeah so is the other dawn like not gonna exist or is this new dan gonna do exactly the same thing or is he gonna do a higher amount or something different yeah um um Actually, you are right. It is the he does go back and talk himself out of it. He got, he finally does more. Sorry if this is confusing. I don't know why we're confusing this so much. Um, the, yeah, you're right. He this is the part that he goes back like because he wants to spend a little bit more at the admit, win a little bit more at the racetracks and uh, another Danny just comes to him and says like like uh, uh that he uh, shouldn't. Uh, Bet even more, because, like, it'll make big headlines, and they'll identify you, and you don't want that, anything like that. Yeah. So he wonders, like, so a little bit, he just wonders, like, where that Don comes from, and, like, where, like, is he going to become that Don, or, like, has he already become that Don? Like, it's, like... Yeah, he wonders the little things, and the, the like, the, of trying to understand how time traveling works, and the little questions that you need to know and don't know and um some of them won't even be answered um but it, apparently when he goes back and talks himself out of a uh, um like betting what like more that what that Danny does is called excising and we're going to be using that word a lot through this or at least I will yeah uh, yeah cuz he's be you hear it a lot in this book it's basically when you uh change what you did or you go back and talk yourself out of a situation you did or something. It's mm -hmm. called excising and it creates a whole new time. Yeah. So, we'll go into it more, but so for now, um, after the whole races, after he gets talked out of and they go and then they're in the car and then the real Dan realizes the checks are fake. He switches the check. So he has like the check that he had seen before and he gives, that new Dan. Yeah, that's what I said shit. earlier. Yeah, he mm -hmm. he switches it and uh they still go to the restaurant same thing. Yeah, that's like when they do different clothes. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I do that. Yeah, that's where they basically have So the whole then thing. the next day after that, um Dan, the real Dan is sort of contemplating stuff and reads the instructions more. He realizes that his fears are wrong. There are no paradoxes or anything and what happened is the excising is like what happens is any little changes he makes doesn't affect the outcome. He's just in a new reality now, in a new timeline. Like, so him making those little changes just like created a new timeline for him. Yeah, it says I was right. The paradox were impossible, but I was wrong in thinking that the time stream had to be protected from them. After all, they were impossible. It wouldn't have mattered whether I had given Danny a check or not. Changes in the time stream are uh, cumulative, not variable. What this means is that you can change the past. At as many times as you want you can't eliminate yourself i could go back in time 19 years and strangle myself in my crib but i wouldn't cease to exist i'd i have a dead baby on my hands though <laughs> yeah exactly so that's kind of the whole idea Yeah, they talk about the it. tangling and all that stuff yeah, like, like 
Because he can make as many changes as he wants, and some changes, it's kind of like a painting in a way. Like, you kind of paint over the line. That line is still there, but you just paint it over it, you know, so that no one notices it. So it's kind of like what he's doing each time he's creating a new timeline or going back and excising something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, he reads that the act of jumping through time is an illusion and it's all subjective and that every time he uses a belt, it actually creates, like you said, a new time stream and it, there's infinite possibilities and universes all under his time, on a, yeah. all under his belt. Yep. So um, with this in mind, he starts going all out with this. Like there's one point he starts a 24 hour poker game with himself and they just all like switch out. And like he talks about all the investments he makes in and how he's just making all these millions of dollars. Yeah, and stuff basically like there's Danny's the everywhere. Different Dan- ver- versions of Danny. Very different versions. Like having 24 hour poker games, like you said. Um, he at one point, though, catches a. Uh, Two people having sex. Uh, I don't. He remember like they're playing under the covers. He doesn't mm-hmm. even question it. He said he'll eventually experience it. Yeah. At one point, uh, Danny sees Uncle Jim for a second. Yeah, for a split second, he sees him, or what he thinks is Uncle Jim. Yeah, what he at least thought was Uncle Jim. Um, but right now, that's none of any, his concern. Right now, he is only cared about money. Money's on his mind. Yeah, with all the whole like companies, said, like he's worth exactly a hundred and forty-three million. Well, because he, he, he went back in time and started making uh, uh, famous investments for uh, uh, um, uh, to get money. Like he started, yeah, they, they go off Apple. And yeah, like Disney they name and a like, lot. All like these Sony, different companies. everything you can think of to invest money on to become a millionaire. But, like, uh, yeah, cars, film studios, rubber, oil. Along with that, though, he talks about all the events he's seen, all these crazy events. Like, seeing the oh, yeah. Wright Brothers mm-hmm. fly, the uncut versions of films like 2001 Space yeah, Odyssey, um, seeing actual Shakespeare plays at the Globe. Um, and like well, yeah, uh, the Hindenburg, famous assassinations. Um, Michelangelo at work, you Gettysburg know. Gettysburg address. The creation of Arizona, basically. Like, just all. <laughs> Yeah, dinosaurs, Hiroshima. Um, here I have a quote. I've seen the future of mankind. I like to think I understand, but I know that I don't. The future of the human race is an alien and incomprehensible to me as the year 1975 would be to a man of Charlemagne's era. But wondrous it is indeed and filled with marvelous things. But Danny is limited. There's nothing I cannot witness. But there, there's nothing that I cannot witness, but there's little that I can participate in. I am limited, yeah. but my language, my appearance, I'm, I'm, but my, by, sorry, I'm limited by my language, by my appearance, and by my skin color and my height. I'm, my, I'm limited to the life, life in a span of history, maybe 200 years in a direction. Beyond that, the language are uh, difficult. The meanings have altered. The pronunciations and usages to, too complex to decipher with efforts perhaps i can communicate but the farther i go back from 1975 the harder it is to make myself understood so he is yeah. limited like that kind of makes sense like yeah it does in a sense you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb and if you go back to china you can't view chinese like the han dynasty and Japan. Yeah, you are limited by like your culture and like you know your heritage. Like you can really only see certain things as much as you can through certain situations. You can watch whatever you want, which is 
more than enough. Like right now, it seems kind of shitty that you can't be involved in some of these things. And like he no longer lives life linearly. Like he's just going through time. Like that's gotta feel weird. So he probably like forgets it. He forgets his age. Really, he does like, forget his not, age. Yeah, totally. He's not living life like in a linear line. He's just going back and forth, skipping time. Like he'll go to a time when it's night just to sleep, or he'll go to a time when it's day. Oh yeah, everything is perfect. If you don't like the weather, change it. If you don't like what time of day it is for sleep, change it. Like you're always living by your own means you becoming almost like a god uh yeah so yeah com- complete control of everything um what i mean is i'm no longer living a straight line i bounce back and forth through the days like a temporal ping pong ball i don't even know how old i am anymore i think i've passed my 20th birthday but i am not sure like we said he's very unsure he is just Using this belt to its well, at right, what he thinks is his fullest, the full capacity, yeah, um, fullest potential, at least he believes. But, like, yeah, he's just doing so much crazy shit. And at some point, he like starts to get intimate with basically himself. So, yeah, this is very interesting. So, they're kind of like kicking it, listening to Ludwig von Beethoven, yeah, the li- literal. Recordings of Ludwig von Beethoven. Little recordings, like yeah, one, just oh, I cannot yeah, imagine yeah, I cannot it. Like imagine hearing that. once he conducted himself, like oh, I'm so jelly. And he even listens to like the Lost symphonies he has too. Like Jesus, yeah, even all like Beethoven's Lost, like all of his twelve symphonies yeah. or whatever. Like, oh, Jeez, God damn you. Yeah, um, so they're vibing and they're looking at each other, and you know Dan is sort of hesitant, but like. You know, Don's like, no, you want it, dude. Like, you, you, I can tell in your face that this is something hot to you. He's like, yeah, it basically is. It's, like, still conflicting to um, him because it's just like, is it gay or is it, like, it's just, like, him, you know? like. Oh, Even a little bit before this, though, I want to bring up, though, doesn't uh, Danny come kind of, like, worried and wants him to, like, he gives him a note and wants him to, like. Yeah, yeah there is a point where, um, uh, Don appears and he wants him to excise something. He wants him to excise his event and like. But he's not. We won't know what this is, and we can only hint at it yeah. later, which I think is Diane. Um, I thought it was just the act of making love to himself in general, but no, it could be. Uh, yeah, because that's not a thing. He's bad. He where he likes that, you know. Yeah. But you're right. During this whole thing, when he gets this note that we don't know what's is, he starts getting frisky. He starts getting kissed and starts, yeah, getting, starts like, kissing, and they start like embracing each other. And, each and Danny's a little first hesitant, a little nervous. Um, the implications. He doesn't know if it's like no different than masturbation. Yeah. Um, so and so as he accepts it more, he starts describing how like he's done almost every sort of thing. He seduced himself. He had been seduced. There have been more than one, and just like all these different. Yeah, I have the notes right now of him uh, being seduced, if you want to listen to it. Uh, Yes, let's hear it. It says, I've done it twice now. I've been seduced, and I've seduced myself. Or maybe I should say, after Don seduced me, I seduced Danny. I'm filled with joy of discovery, a sense of sharing. My relations with Don, with Danny, have taken on a new intensity, a lot more touching, a lot more laughter, a lot more intimacy. So... That was one thing that really got to me when I read this book. I really love that that um, 
fucking yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, just the act of having orgies with yourself and yeah. like having sex with yourself. It is kind of that big question, you know, like, is it, is it homosexuality or is it masturbation? And I think it's just, it is masturbation. I would say, yeah, it's masturbation, but it's also a homosexual act too. Cause I mean, it's two dudes doing it. I mean, like, I mean, it is, I mean, in it's a tech, they're both technically, we're both technically right. Um, yeah, it's just, it is that question of morality. Like, basically, would you fuck yourself? Yeah, right now, he, that's what he's worried about. He doesn't know if it's the right thing to do. Because this obviously is a kind of a, um allegory or kind of to being gay, right? Like, because the author's think, gay. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah that, that's why I feel like this book would... I'm surprised Netflix hasn't done a, a, this as a TV show because... Um, this would be a perfect one for LGBTQ yeah. representation, whatever you know. Yeah, it'll be whatever it's called, LGBT plus. Um, yeah. I, I like they would love that because like he's becoming a a, a man, a woman. Like a, he he's having sex with himself. The dude is well. You know what's cool about this guy is uh, he uh, he's he has like he's apparently on Big Bang episodes, Big Bang Theory episodes. I've re- yeah, you told me about that. So if you're an avid watcher of Big Bang Theory, just like look up what David Gerald looks like and you'll probably see him in a few episodes. Yeah, but you think he would try to like since being so close to maybe like on like a show, you think he would try to like Oh, that's the thing too. This he has oh, he's re- he wrote Star Trek, this guy. Yeah, this guy is the one who wrote the Trouble with Tribbles episode. Yeah. Um, very popular episode of Star Trek. Yeah, we probably should have done that in the introduction. <laughs> I think we should have, but yeah. I think like if people know who his name is, then they'll know. Yeah, but Trouble Dribbles. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm surprised that he hasn't. Maybe he tries to try to like scope this out to get it like produced and stuff, and it never has because it was too taboo. But I think nowadays this would work so well. Uh, it would, yeah. People sorry would to go off the subject. Oh, um, no, that's cool. Um, uh, da- so, yeah, but he, he's in love, basically, right? He's in love, and, He like, doesn't know, uh, he does there's or what he believes still, in love. But, but like, yeah, he, it still really confuses him. Yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't really know, like, if, like, what he's really doing, and, like... And doesn't he feel, like, alone and kind of... He lost? does, he yeah. feels really alone, and then... There's versions of himself that start to come back and tell him to excise these events. So he starts to go back and exercise vents or, like, starts to cause vents. And... Um, before that, I wanted to say this is where it kind of shows you of, like, it, to me, this is kind of uh, where it's kind of allegory to, like, a gay man um, being kind of, uh, you know, kind of shamed for it back then. It says, and yet I wonder what I'm doing. A vague sense of wrongness pervades my life. I find myself looking over my shoulder a lot. Who's watching me? Who's judging my days? Is it wrong? I don't know. There is no one I can talk about it with, not even myself. Every dawn I know, every Dan is caught up in the same whirlpool. None of us know. Uh, none of us uh, is any closer to the truth. We're all confused, which is a part of why he's alone right now, why he feels so lonely and at a loss. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's also, too, I feel like kind of like I feel like a gay man could feel like, especially written back in the 70s, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, obviously you it's prevailing. You feel that sense of isolation, love. you know, because you're such a secluded group. and uh, Yeah, exactly. You can't really share your feelings to anyone, you know. Yeah, it feels probably way shitty. Um, so he feels like he can, uh, he, uh, like he can only talk to himself, which is you basically. Yeah. And he starts to feel that, you know. 
he starts to get a little paranoid because like oh, there could be um, other Dannys that are like changing the time streams too. So like he's wondering if like soon oh, he'll just be excluded from. I know what race. you're talking he's about. Just, he like, starts another fake check or something like he that. He starts. Uh, yeah, I know what you're Danny. Uh, yeah, he starts being kind of obsessed with free will and starts worrying about stuff, right? And excess, and starts going back and exercising random events to prove that he has free will. That's what you were talking about, right? Exercising random things to like. Um, to prove that uh, that uh, every like that he has free will, that he's not, he's in control, that the other dandies are not like, taking over. Um, like, yeah, because like he doesn't. But, oh, so sorry. Uh, well, because they don't, because he doesn't know if like they're gonna f- follow his lead or do their own lead. You know, like if that like yeah. if they're gonna have exactly. their own free will as well. You know, it starts to make him really paranoid so. and delusional and dangerous. And, and I have so, a hold on. I have kind of a, a quote, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, he starts becoming delusional and dangerous. But it says, uh, he starts saying, "This is how his mind runs," and this is kind of a couple of days in the diary. But if each of us is happy, but if each of us is happy, is the happiest in the universe he builds for himself, does it matter? Does it really matter if there's no such thing as free will? It bothers me. This me. I need to know that there is some important reason for my existence. There must be something special about me. I will find an answer. Yes, of course. I know what my mission is. I know who I am. I should have realized it when the time belt was first given to me. I am destined to rule the universe. I am God. But I must never let them find out or they'll try to kill me. And then the last one, or second to last one, I think I'll kill them first. If I ever get out of this room... I will kill them all. So, this Danny, out of nowhere, goes insane. We yeah. realize that the person who's been writing this is another version of Danny, a variant, and he's schizophrenic. Basically, yeah. And he got his hands on it somehow, and he's trying to keep himself locked away from the time belt. Yeah, they like, keep him it, locked away. They put him it, in a hospital that yeah. he doesn't know where it's at. Yeah. So another version can't get him. Mm-hmm. And it's basically he's they put him in a hospital ward and that he doesn't know when or where, so he doesn't know what when and when and where in time. Yeah. So because if he did, any version of himself could come and get him out of it. Basically. So they yeah. all have to keep it a secret and just put him in a way, mm-hmm. put him away. But the, he starts realizing that there's other versions of himself. Yeah. There's not just Dan and Dawn of the future. There's so many versions. That... So many Dans and Dawns, like of different timelines, of different streams and stuff like that. Yeah, that tripped me out when I first read it. I was like, I don't know. I was, it took me a while to understand. Like it, it, the way he does it, it was so cool. So, like, yeah, uh, it like happens all of a sudden. You're just like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, like, like who? What, what, who is what? he talking about? Right? Yeah. Now, like at this why? Point? Yeah, why is he changing? Like, why is he becoming so obsessed and so dis- obsessive right. with it? Because he starts becoming just super obsessed with little trivial things about time travel. Serious, like just this. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And then, yeah, he's just this drooling person. Yeah. Like, uh, schizophrenic. It's so weird. <laughs> A little bit after that, uh, doesn't he mention, he mentions like a archaeologist. Um, Oh yeah, finding a Coke bottle in Pompeii. <laughs> yeah. Didn't you show me though in the seventies version? Isn't there like something yeah. a little before oh, that? Man, I w- yeah, um, I don't know if I wrote it down anywhere. Damn it! Because um, he does mention at that point like a little other events he does, like killing Jesus or like killing yeah, so baby like, Hitler. Yeah, he's been doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're right. He kills Jesus. He kills baby Hitler, um, which doesn't change the result. When he kills baby Hitler. 
Um, it's much better for Hitler just to be killed by mm. like his commanders Holders and stuff like that, yeah. not as a baby. Um, but the, when he kills Jesus and stuff like that, he sees that it just ruins the world and stuff. Like it's unrecognizable, and he starts that, talking about how much better it is to kind of have that Christianity. Christianity, yes. Uh, this is where uh, the uh, <laughs> the quote from the back comes in of the book that I mistakenly read. Once I created a world where Jesus Christ never existed. He went out into the desert to fast and never came back. The 20th century I returned to was different, alien. The languages languages were different, the clothing styles, the maps, everything. The cities were smaller, the buildings were shorter, the streets were narrower. There were fewer cars. They seemed ugly and inefficient. There were slave traders in the city that would uh, that would have been New York. There were temples to gods I didn't recognize. Everything was wrong. I could have been on a pl- another planet. The culture was incomprehensible. Yeah, I couldn't imagine if like <laughs> there was <laughs> there would be really no Western society without a Christianity, um, which he kind of learns because he doesn't like. He kind of has like a a, a dis uh, a dislike for dogmatic religion, and he uh, wants to change it, but realizes that. Everything he, the world that is shaped around us, is yeah, what, everything that he grew up with was from the world of Christianity, specifically Christianity, yeah, Abrahamic religion in general. Um, so he realizes that to live in a world that he's comfortable in, it, it's religion kind of shaped us. We can't really go back and change yeah. religion. So that kind of goes done with that kind of section of going back and changing history. Because yeah. But then there's one point where he starts to question the belt now. Like, where does it even come from? Like. What's its origin? Like, obviously, it comes from an English-speaking world because all the directions are in English That's and stuff true, like yeah. that. But he wonders if it's made by a corporation yeah. or, like, is it made by this person like iPhones or, or something. Like, yeah. Like, is there a future <laughs> like, somewhere Like, do people them? have, like, a bunch of these or is this, like, a special thing, like a military project or something like that? Yeah, and he starts getting, uh, yeah, he and he starts wondering, like, uh, does the time travel create his own subjective timeline? You know, like, uh, the you know, without meddling with other people's, you know, just ever, just like constant timelines everywhere, you know, like, uh, he starts just wondering just about it. Um, he wants to talk to Uncle Jim to f- understand yeah, it Yeah, he all. wants to try to understand it, but he sees that he can't find Uncle Jim anywhere. Like, no matter where he goes, he's not there. Yeah. Like, he's something he did excised him out of there. And, and this kind of makes him sad. Like, really he sad. feels way more alone and like, he feels like, like he's at a dead end, and like he starts seeing that he can't really find any other version of himself. You know, like oh yeah, he starts yeah. to see less and less of himself, and this makes him really like he's really depressed and really alone. So he's now trying to think like, is there a way that I can find myself, like another version of myself that I can communicate with, like someone yeah. who's trying to find me? Well, yeah, because he is. He's not just alone. Like, uh, figuratively, he's alone. Like you said, literally, he, um, for some reason, the house is empty. Like, there's no Danny's anywhere for some reason. Yeah, the house becomes more and more empty, and there's just nobody. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, he, before there's people frolicking around playing poker, skinny dipping, and now there's nobody, and it kind of starts worrying him, and he doesn't understand, you know, what, what is going on. So, he decides to go to like like he like you said that he doesn't he doesn't know what to do so he's like okay well, let me just go to my birthday yeah and nothing his birthday nothing though nothing no one's there so they got no one's at the hospital so he decides to go okay thousand years before that yes and still doesn't see anything kind of sees that like you know it's like kind of the buildings and ruins or whatever or yeah like, 
but or like you know there's nothing there but then he goes back even further a thousand years that same day and then that's when he meets a f- basically this female and yeah no it's and- yeah it's actually yeah he actually goes back a he goes back no he goes back like uh just to his birthday then he goes back to like a hundred years or something like he goes back like pretty far and uh he starts realizing what it feels like to be around a city and see it naturally grow and kind of just like you know goes on to that but then he goes back a thousand years before any any in california before any civilization yeah ever. just like and that's when you're right he finds this woman there this woman whose name's diane and he realizes that it's him like a female, a female. version of it him. could easily be his sister it says uh um yeah that he uh that it that he it could easily be a sister and that it and her name is Diana Jameson Eakins not a yeah uh, not Daniel obviously James, Jamie Eakins but that's her name uh or Diana that's her full name we call her mm-hmm. Diane apparently yeah. um but they're very similar circumstances they're both looking for someone since they can't find anybody yeah and they were alone and like they were trying they were starting to like they were starting to find less and less of themselves. And as they start to talk more and spend more time with each other, they grow closer and... um, Yeah, they start having a... Well, because they're immediate attraction and... uh, Immediate attraction and intimacy. And and it switches to her point of view at some point, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they're having an intense relationship and and the POV switches to her a couple of times, but... Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, the first time is when they have sex. Yeah. And it's in a poor point of view. And and then there's another time where she confesses that, like... Um, oh yeah, that we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, hold on. I have. Do you want to hear the sex part? Yeah, sure. Okay. This is a uh, uh, her point of view of having sex. I think I'm gonna take a hit at this point. Yeah, right go right ahead. It's a perfect time. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost written in stream of consciousness style. Um, slid into me. That's how it starts. I'm not just taking out a quote. Slid into me. He was around me, inside me, his arms and legs and penis. <laughs> I I should have laughed. That makes me look so immature. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Okay, I don't know. It's the way I said penis. I, uh, I think the more immature part was the way you said it. <laughs> yeah, penis. Okay, sir. He was around me, inside me, his arm and legs and penis. We rocked and moved together. We fitted like one person. He filled me till I overflowed, kindled, and inflamed. We gasped, we giggled, and sighed, and soared, and sang, and laughed, and cried, and leaped, and flew, and dazzled, and burst. Exploding fireworks, surging fire. Um, I really like that. Um, they're obviously in love. Uh, it's intimate. It uh, they they're getting to know each each other. Um, each side basically, the feminine side of him, and she's learning to the male side of it. And uh, it's they kind of get it. They, they even though they're super close and they're super into each other, um, the. He starts getting disassociated with himself uh, as a role as the male figure in the relationship. He kind of misses uh, Dan and the way he felt. He kind of wants to – like he has to be this kind of male-ish dude because that's what she's kind of expecting. And he kind of wants to be the feminine. Even if it's not feminine, he wants to be insecure and vulnerable. I feel like almost like a woman would want – with Don, what Don brings. Because with Don, he gets yeah, best of Yeah, because he can feel comfort in Don's arms and – he kind of wants the same thing from her, but he, she can't really deliver that, you know, because he has to kind of be like 
the protector for her, you know, and like exactly the more dominant one. So, um, Diana, Diane is pregnant, uh, which yeah. is worrying Danny. Yeah, uh, he thinks this is gonna ruin a relationship. He's just scared in general, you know, like a male cat when they see a kid. Yeah, they get real nervous and weird. But um, I don't know why, why I use that as an allegory. And what's funny is that the baby is born a boy, and Diane doesn't like that. She wanted a girl. So yeah, it's once again her POV, and yeah. she's enjoying the pregnancy. She's happy about the process. Um, but she's sad that it wasn't a girl. Um, and then apparently in the future, twenty twenty uh, twenty one sixty seven, genetic engineering is an everyday thing. And Diane, uh, yeah, there's like so many different ways to like change the gender of your baby and everything like that. So Diane goes back or whatever, does something, and though, and so when yeah, she she goes, she goes to the future wanting to see a girl version of herself, wanting to raise a Diane, um, it has somebody engineer a female, um, instead of a a male son and doesn't tell Danny. And so now, yeah, when she gives birth, it's It's instead a girl, and Danny's not aware. But but then Danny does the exact same thing. Like when it's mm-hmm. born a girl, he decides to go back and do the same thing. So that I don't think it's the same thing born. though. That's the thing. I actually um, he actually seems like if I remember correctly, what I read, he uh, he he does it different. Do you remember? He it made it sound like he did it a little bit different way. Like he gave her something to change the gender. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't think he did. I think he did oh. it like the exact same way that she did it. Yeah, maybe you're right. Like, yeah, behind her back as well. But you're right. He, he does it behind her back and to change again, which, um, that, yeah, and it kind of that's obviously is going to bring. I really like this part. I thought that was really clever. Um, for her, for it to. Obviously, they're the same person, so they're going to want their own will. So they're going to literally do it exactly. without the care of the other the person's <laughs> feelings yeah. about it. Um, and that makes them resent each other, and they start fighting more and more, and they just split up and like never see each other again. Yeah, it ends with them cuddling and kind of just like knowing that that's kind of done, and they can't really relive this like moment. Um, Danny's going to take his son and go back in time away from Diane. Um, he's alienated by the fact that he can never experience what she's experiencing. Um, yeah. I have a quote that says, love with Diane. It was sad. I could see the me in her, but I could never be that me. And that meant that she wasn't really me. Not really. She was somebody else. I couldn't communicate with her. We used the same words, but our meanings were different. They must have been different. She wasn't me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Sometimes that's how I feel kind of talking with women sometimes. Like, I know. We're speaking like, the same language, but we're looking we're at not the, yeah. like We're, like, looking at the... on the same level. Yeah, like, not even level. Like, we're all not on the same view. Like, like we can look at the same thing, say the same thing, but we have a whole different way of looking at something, which is, like, why I love women, but also it's why I think why we butt head so much as I male think and female. So. I think um, both genders really misunderstand each other. And until, like... We can both communicate and learn how to understand each other's differences and accept each other's differences. Like, yeah, because obviously this is obvious. They're not communicating. These two no. should be definitely communicating. They should, but instead they split. And he's and going back to his sweet, sweet Danny. Yeah, going sweet, sweet Dawn. And 
he kind of starts talking about how he starts like preventing tragedies and stuff like that. Well, you yeah, know, it picks up, but it picks up like years later. Like he ha- hasn't later, wrote in it for years. Uh, I think so. The yeah. Diary, yeah, it says uh, the diary picks up after years of Danny not wanting to write in it. He doesn't know his age from 30, 50, or 60. Um, yes, he starts to feel But he older. takes pills, though, that um, um, which seem to stop or at least regress his aging. So he's allowed to live a little bit comfortable, like uh, in his eighty, in the eighties, um, the fifties in the original book. Yeah. Um, but you're right; he's um, you're right; he's stopping mur- murders, famous murders, famous terrorists, famous rapists, celebrities. Not even famous rapists, famous murders. Any rapist, any celebrity. He's trying to just stop. He becomes a superhero at one point. I just realized <laughs> he stops crimes. He stops famous celebrities dying, uh, rock stars dying. Uh, he feels like a god. Yeah. Um, which is kind of funny. I thought, like, why stop rock stars dying? Like, what's the big problem? Of, like, like, you know, that kind of what makes him legend is dying. So I don't get it. He wants to feel a sense of justice. You yeah, know? but, like, I get, Such... like, stopping rapists and stopping terrorists and murderers. Like, that's somebody getting hurt and dying. Like, oh, wait, that's, I guess that's, they're dying too. But I don't know. It just seems kind of odd to me. It is, like, I guess... I don't know. It just seems kind of odd. Like, I like a terror, like a terrorist attack is something that should be stopped. Like a murder and rapist should be stopped. Stop, but like a, a rock star kind of dying, like dying. Like usually it's they're natural. Just, you know, yeah. usually they die of their own volition and yeah. their own stupidity. <laughs> like I love rock stars and shit like that famous one, but it's always their own, like always their own stupid bullshit. It is. Yeah. So it's like, no, I'm not gonna have Jim Morrison <laughs> die in a bathtub. I don't know how you stop that. I don't know how you stop Elvis from dying on the toilet. Yeah. This John Bonham from stop Jimmy you just Hendrix go, from overdosing. You sneak into John Bonham's room and turn him on his side. So when he throws up he... <laughs> Okay. But so like Yeah, you can you keep this up? I'm gonna take a hit. Okay, so <clears throat> he after he's displaying O's justice and you know, kind of just living in his own house with all the other Dan's um, Yeah. There comes a point where he goes back to the old house, sees that it's in ruin, and Diane's not present and stuff like that. So he tries to find her, so tries to go back a little further. And Oh, like, yeah, further little further by little. Oh, yeah, time. I need to hurry and take this because I want to talk during this part. Yeah. So at this point, he actually sees her, like, going further back. She's still young, but, like, he, like, tries to take tries to get back with her but she rejects him because he's too old and like she's upset that he waited so long to like actually come back and it's like he wanted to come back but like he didn't know if he'd want it or anything like that and she's just so upset it's like i can't be with you you're like you're too old now it's like you're not the same you're not the same danny and yeah as soon as she pops he pops in there he sees her and is so happy and she (laughs) disses him like she is young and went back to look for him way earlier. Way earlier and waited and he didn't. He waited too long. She's, yeah, she was a lot more quicker to forgive, I guess, you know, and she went there, waited for him and Danny waited too long. So when she kind of sees him and he's all old and frail and ucky, like, uh, even though that's not a bad thing, but she's an old young girl. She wants, she was expecting another Danny. Yeah. This, um, this this really turns her off. Uh, this it makes her um, really like uh, she really right is distraught. Like she yeah. runs away and pops off. Yeah, yeah. pops. I hopefully that's not too. 
No, it's not that loud. It's all good. <laughs> um, hopefully, so it pops off to God knows where. Um, yeah, and he... so this is actually a pretty interesting part. Is that this? Uh, what were you trying to mean to interrupt? Well, no, it's just that like he's wants to go back to her and he tries, but the, he realizes like the further he goes back, he'll just get older and like she'll just reject him more until she's like out of existence, and which yeah eventually happens. Yeah, ba- yeah, that it basically happens. Like this older Danny keeps on going back to find this younger Diane, Diane and yeah, uh, she's just gone. She's just gone, and she won't go back. Um, I have a little quote for it. This is a younger Danny reflecting about it, and in the end, he'll be there waiting for her. Even before the first Danny, waiting patiently for the first appearance, trying to recreate his lost love. But she won't show up. No. She'll have warned herself. Don't go back in time looking for a variant, Diane. A grizzled old ghoul waits for you. No. She'll never come back at all. Poor Dan. Poor, poor Dan. Yeah. So basically, like this old man is just obsessed with her. This version, yeah. this variant of Danny. Like there's a schizo. We kind of know when Danny gets older, he kind of... That's the kind of like a regular. That's a what's it called? A reoccurring uh, um, like thing that's happening uh, in the story is that when Danny gets older, he gets kind of uh, gets a little crazier. So it's, it's kind of a running gag in a way. Yeah, it is a running gag or a running a uh, uh, motif. Um, yeah, running motif. Yeah. So uh, th- what's also sad about that is uh, it's probably the worst thing is that no other Danny. He ruins it for every Danny. No Danny will ever experience Diane now. Yeah, because he ruins she, it for all. If, so. if 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 she sees any Danny, that means this Danny knows where she is. Therefore, yeah. that old Danny will be there. Be there, and so just, every time you go back, it'll just be an old Danny waiting. Yeah. Um. So the it p the POV changes once again to try to keep people up. Yeah. So it's in the to the real Danny, like the main Danny. This is not going to matter because we're a couple hours in already. I mean, probably an hour in. Yeah, basically. We didn't do spoilers. Uh, <laughs> warning at all. Um, they should. <laughs> people should already know it's spoilers. Yeah, we'll I just give a spoiler. We make a spoiler alert or something at the start. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. um there. So. There happens to be a party in 1999 at his house, so, and that goes on for months and months and months. And uh, he describes all the different type of dance that occur within the months and how some of them are chill, some are not. But he really doesn't oh, like yeah. the August ones. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, um, the younger dance show up in May and June. They like swimming and water scene and motorcycling. They like the company of each other. I prefer July. Most of the younger versions have faded by then. They're too nervous for me, and they remind me too much of Diane. They're too act. They're too active. I can't keep up with them. And sometimes I think they're talking on a different plane. I prefer the men of July. They're more my age. They're more comfortable. They're more moderate. We still do a lot of swimming and riding. I remember. Remember, I used to enjoy that very much. But most of the time, we just like to take it easy. So yeah, um, he he does like you said. He doesn't like late August though. They're old and sometimes senile, yeah, and borderline good. alcoholic, and they touch at them too much. Uh, <laughs> and there comes a point on August thirteenth, I guess, that he needs to investigate. And then there's like these newer, younger dance that come up, and they like, like the older dan other dance don't like that. Um, yeah, they're oh, you're right. They're more, like, well, these no, you're ones. right. They're they're they don't want to. They're um. They're not. They don't want them to be part of the uh, conversation. They kind of snub them. The younger dance, kind of. They kind of now these dance by. They're all separated by age. Obviously, they kind of like to do the things their own age and like a. Uh, um, they're a little stuck up. Um, but uh, 
as he gets older, he starts keeping to, more to himself. He's a little bit more tired. And on August 13th, though, a very strange thing happen, um, has happened or will happen. Yeah. Quote. Yeah. So there's a string of events that happen where an old, much older Dan appears, but he's sort of disoriented and asks. He appears where he at is. the party, though. Yeah, like at this never ending party. party. Yeah. All these Dans are about. And he's kind of disoriented. He asks what year it is and he or what day it is, and he realizes he's on the wrong day. He's supposed yeah. to be on the 23rd. So they wonder why he's on the 23rd. But he's kind of disoriented, and this, like, business-like Dan, like, kind of locks him in the room, like, kind of keeps him, like, under surveillance and tells other Dan's not to go. Well, they gave it kind of – he gave people kind of a scare because when he popped in the room, he kind of was, like uh... – like you said, off kilter and off balance, and worried of where where he, you know, kind of exactly, delete. Yeah. So they kind of uh, were wondering what is going on, and they segregate him into another room. This one in a suit, and that Danny wants to know. Um, uh, he wants to know what the why he why the date was specific, what this old man was so frantic about, and why you know. So he tries to go into. He tries to go in, but the suit guy won't let him in. So he goes back in time when no one's there, goes into the room, and then goes back to forward in time. So yeah. he's in the room, and then when he asked him, the old man's like, "You're too, you're too young to know. Like, get out of here." Um, and then pops off and goes away. So he's like, "What the fuck? What date? Like, what day is this? Why did he want the twenty third? Like, why is he too late? Like, he he was there at the thirteenth. Why did he want the twenty third? So Danny goes to the twenty third, right? Yeah, yeah. And the twenty third is just that there's old Danny's everywhere. Yeah, on the twenty third, there's all these old Danny's like watching this one specific senile spot. liver spotted old yeah. Danny's, and then and they're just kind of just sitting there, sitting there waiting, and quiet. Um, he wonders what they're doing. He's like, but then the, the suit guy comes and well, the, some of them try to kick him out, but then the suit guy comes and says like, "Don't just, move, be quiet, just stand over there and watch this, and you'll see." Yeah. So that's when a new Danny pops up, but when he does, he's dead. Right. The jump the spot. spot kills the jump him. Jump shock kills him. And so he kind of learns that that um that moment is the kind of moment uh where the Dan a Danny's gonna die. Danny's gonna die. But so he sees No one knows which one's there though. So whenever Danny pops in there at that time, it might be a chance that he he's is gonna die. Yeah, that he might be the guest. I have a little quote about it. Um they've been expecting this, waiting for it eagerly. The curiosity of the morbid draws them again and again until the room is crowded with fearful old men, each praying that somehow this time it won't happen, and each terrified that it will. And perhaps Perhaps each is most afraid that the next time he comes to this moment, he will not be the witness, but the guest of honor himself. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously that is worrying some. But so it they, is. so, yeah, so they take him away, right? Um, yeah. To, and he wants to attend the funeral. And the Danny says, I like it, that you should only, a man should only attend his funeral once. Once. Which is a good line. It is, yeah. And so it's at this point he realizes who he is like who he's supposed to be and yeah he starts because yeah you're right yeah right so he which is well i'll explain in a little bit oh okay sorry so he kind of does everything he does you know he'll take well he's taking care of danny the whole time his son the whole time yeah well this is time yeah this is time yeah he realizes that like the whole purpose of humanity, like one of humanity's worthwhile goals is to reproduce, you know, start a new generation. He thinks that's the best thing to do. So he goes back, raises a baby named Daniel, Daniel Eakins, and he tells uh, the baby that he's his Uncle Jim, 
So yep. Yeah, he yeah, he goes back and says, So I'm relaxed, at ease with myself, happy because I know who I am. I'm Dan, I'm Don, I'm Diane, I'm Donna. And it's Uncle like Jim too. And yeah. somewhere Aunt Jane. It's like he knows this. Like he yeah. has to he's all of this. So he's he, taken over the facade of Uncle Jim and, and like uh, getting everything done, like living a, a simple funeral, life, like yeah. leaving everything um back to the lawyer and stuff because he realizes is that he's the beginning and the ending of everything he's the beginning and ending of this whole cycle like yeah there's a baseline yeah basically he's the start of the circle that uh danny lives almost through for uh you know forever but through children um uh he he starts becoming more human at the end because he starts becoming like he wants to live vicariously through his son and like kind of just like he's just taking care of him and Mm. just loves him and just wants to be there with him and but he's going to, the thing is, he's going to do stuff differently this time as Uncle Jim. Yeah, he, I think he will. No, he says he is. He says that uh, he's going to leave a diary for him. He doesn't leave yeah. the diary at the start. So, oh, yeah. He says he's going to leave him like a letter, like instructing him how to do all this. Yeah. Like how to, like, make the time belt work and, like, how time travel has its benefits and everything like that. Yeah. He, yeah, he starts to, like, yeah, he says, like, because he was just, like, thrown the time belt. As after Uncle Jim dies and is like, learn this. And he doesn't, he, right. feel, he feels like it's a better way, especially to experience Diane the right way and have multiple versions. He says to have this diary. So when he, he starts writing kind of to the view of, to his son now, uh, yeah. the diary that this is for him, that read this before you use the time ballot so you can use it wisely, basically. Yeah. So you can learn to use it correctly. And then, you know, what's I funny it, is that I he, think it switches to like that. Like to that new Dan's point of view, or like... no? I thought that, but I don't think so. No, because he, he's old. He's really old. Remember, and he he's super scared, and he's super. Uh... He's scared of death. Like he's just like, and because like, he can't, he's experienced it by himself. Everything he's experienced with either Don or with Dan himself. Yeah, yeah, with just... himself. Yeah. So he he's super scared, and he's kind of upset. Like he starts self loathing. Like why me? What did I do to deserve this? Like he starts being scared, um, to die, and he uh, he he starts being he starts getting nervous but then the last page shows us a different view on things he 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 goes the last few, the last diary entry says no i will not i know i will not uh, go mad yeah. i can't ex- i can't accept <clears throat> i can't accept that either that way either i know what choice i have and there is no choice at all the decision is mine a world awaits me the future beckons all right i accept it i'm going to put on the bell yep. which means he's going to die like he's gonna die yep he's gonna travel there and then he's just... gonna travel to the the room we talked just talked about yeah and it be that one who dies and be yeah and so he kind of accepts death because he goes in through this whole he time does. like this like... whole had experience of like of just thinking about how he's lived and how you know um that how he, he that he like i don't know that he just like feels like he uh couldn't handle the pain of it all and that you know but it's the last thing shows you that he's like approaching he said death. Is, yeah, and he sets his own destiny. Like this is his own choice. That like he's not gonna go crazy. Like this is it. Like I know where I have to go and what I have to do. Like I've done everything I can. Yeah, I've done everything. Like he accepts death. He accepts that is this is what he has to do. I like how he says, "No, I will not go mad. I can't escape that way either." See, he even says it like he has a tendency to go mad. Like there's a part parts of him. A lot of Dannys are just kind of when they get older, they get kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, touchy. Um, I also uh, the um, 
there's a part I like when he goes, my body has not experienced its years in sequence, but has experienced, uh, but it has experienced years. It has aged, and my mind has been carried headlong with it. This lump of flesh travels through time its own way, in a way that no man has the power to change. Hmm. I just like that. The No matter what he can do, he's still, like, prey to the victim of age and death. Yeah. So that kind of completes a... That completes the man who folded himself. Yeah, hopefully we got everything. Yeah, I think that was everything. Like, that was a... That was a lot of all the essential parts that I would say. Yeah, hopefully we didn't rush it too much uh, at the end, but I think that was good. No, yeah, like it's a really enjoyable book, yeah. and like he's not a bad writer. Like this guy's really good. And, yeah, like, I really liked it. And that Star Trek episode, like I need to watch it again, but like it's yeah. super. It's I remember it being a really good episode. I did watch it recently, and it was really good. Yeah, it's it's oh, a yeah. kind. Of, it's a episode everybody knows. The trouble with Tribbles. Yeah, um, trouble with Tribbles. You know, with the fu- you know that has the. Uh, yeah, the little furry, the like, furbies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and that multiply unstoppingly. But it, it it's really good. You can tell that the episode has multiple levels of like different stories and plot. And it feels like this guy is like a lot more. He's a storyteller. You can tell, yeah, not just like a, a real TV good writer. storyteller. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm impressed with them. I actually I look or- forward to reading his other books. You just ordered a yeah, book I just of ordered his recently. Yeah, the it's a book on the back that said. Uh, let me see right here. It says. Um, when Harley was one, I don't know. I got on eBay. When Harley was one, yeah, that one sounds really fucking interesting. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I, uh, yeah, I got it for eight dollars. But um, so I yeah, guess this makes the end of it, huh? Yeah. So I hope you all enjoyed that episode as um, much as we did, and hope you all enjoy the book as much as we did. Yeah, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. I was uh, it was fun making it. Um, yeah. And uh, at the start, we're going to be doing little books like this, if you can tell. There's going to be a common occurrence. Um, yeah, to make up kind of for that most epic episode we have as the <laughs> debut episode. Yeah, a really long one. So we're kind of doing a little uh, – we're not only going to do small books, but uh, – But we'll do some medium-sized books to kind yeah. of keep you at ease. So, yeah, we uh, just want to thank you for listening and uh, – Hope you all enjoy and look forward to the next episode, yeah. which will – Come out soon. Yep. So I'm Daniel. I'm Joe. And this is Get Literature. Get Lit. Have a good night. Night. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode. I just want to let you know that our Instagram is let's underscore get literature. And our Twitter is at get underscore literature. Both of these, we keep you updated on episodes upcoming and any other announcements we might have. Yep. All right. Stay lit, y'all. Stay lit.